grab me a beer and grab him a coke. We bout to sit for an hour bullshit and tell jokes. And please don't mix it up, cause he done sobered up. Brandon T. Comedy on your social media feeds. And Brandon Tess here, bitch, your ex drinking buddy. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Brennan Tassif is your ex-drinking buddy. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif, format of the show. If you're new to the show, um, I'm sober now, but I used to drink a lot and hang out with my friends and talk shit and tell stories and do all sorts of crazy things. Now that I'm sober, I like to reminisce on those things and have people on that have some crazy drinking stories or getting in trouble stories, getting arrested stories. Um, sometimes I'll do it by myself, but I normally will have a guest, and today is no different. I am joined by musician and record shop owner, Matt Anderson. What's up, man? How's it going? It's going good. Good. <laughs> no. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I just think of the way you worded the uh, the intro. You Sometimes you do it by yourself, and this time is no exception. Did I say that? I, think I said so. no. Sometimes I do it by myself, or sometimes I have a guest. This time is no exception. To which one? To the guest. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I guess I should have followed that. Yeah, and oddly enough, I've never actually had a drink with you. No, that is true. Um, we do share a lot of stories. At uh, We both work together at our night job, and we do share a lot of stories there, and you have... Quite a few fun stories. What's that thing I could tell um, it, when I've been into work and, you know, coming in pretty hot? I can, <laughs> I can tell that you're like you're looking kind of like uh, when you look at someone and you think, man, I kind of enviously. You're just like, yeah, I know where you're at. It's like, yeah, I know. You know the move. Yeah. Like we talked about the tight 45. We worked a uh, event together and they had a speech. I said, man, we got like a 45 minute window here. Now would be a perfect time. Slide down to Sherwood's. It'll yeah. take in and out in 45 minutes, guaranteed. Well, yeah, because the lady was like, do not come in. Don't disturb us for any reason. I don't care if people need refills or whatever. Like, drop off the salads, and then you leave for 45 minutes to an hour. And we literally looked at each other. And I was like, yeah, we could make this happen. Because Sherwoods is a bar that's right down the street. From where we work. Oh, man. that that's That's what I used to do. I used to do that all the time. We used to have, like, work meetings. You know, well, you know this because, I mean, I oh, think yeah. you guys still do it. You go in at 2, do the meeting, but you're not supposed to be there till 5.30, so you just shuffle off for a few hours. Yeah, and it's the uh, – it's almost a – I've talked to people work in industry forever, and they'll be like, yeah, no, you either – if you get a break like that, or it would be a holiday, let's say, if I was working somewhere, we were working a double – you would start, you'd go to a meeting or we go to a wine tasting or, you know, do a wine education class. And then you think half the half the people either didn't go to bed last night and they're going to take a nap or the other half are like, well, what else are we going to go do? Might yeah, as well. we've already started. Yes. Yeah, I mean, and it's that thing of, you know, I've worked with many managers and other people where they're like, are you good? I mean, you need like a little coffee. Can you maintain? You're like, I'm pretty good, you know, just kind of kind of settle in. So not that it's <laughs> just kind of settle in. Well, it's not, it's not, you know. I think there's a level of tolerance that comes with service industry stuff where, yeah, more than, I guess, any other job, it just, yeah, sometimes I just think, you know what, I can go in there. and you know, I've been drinking for like three, four hours. I'm going there. I'll be fine. Well, yeah, it's the thing where, because I used to be. You you feel, you feel like you're constant. We've had this discussion. Yeah. We're like, you're like, yeah, I've been drinking. It's like, I'm fucking driving home. Yeah. Kidding me? Like, <laughs> yeah. What? No, I'm going to bed in my house. Yeah. In my bed. <laughs> this is not, you're not keeping me here. No, no, no. It's 2.30. They've got roadblock. They're like, there's a roadblock on whatever road. You're I'll like, take a different road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like 100% um, going to just go for it. And uh, yeah. Um, well, because we've, um, I know, working in the the service industry is weird, and I know it's with comedy, and you own your own record shop. Let me, oh, I almost forgot to plug that. We are recording this at um your record store, Eraser Records, here in Jacksonville, Florida. What uh part of town is this considered? Um, we're on Edgewood, so this is firmly in Murray Hill. Murray Hill. So we are in Murray Hill in North Florida, Northeast Florida, uh, right outside Jacksonville proper, pretty much right near downtown. Yeah, essentially. I mean, we're we're not quite. I don't think the west side, but um, it's a great. It's still cheap over here, and apparently there was a heavy. I guess a lot of Christian families lived over here, 
in the 40s and 50s. I really didn't. I, thought, yeah, no, I saw was, that going a different way when you're like, yeah, no, it's cheap real estate. There were a lot of sex dungeons here in the 40s, so <laughs> it was really cheap. Um, but no, people will randomly come in and they'll tell me, hey, you know, this used to all be small families. And um, this, I don't think it's kind of in vogue now, but it's just so cheap uh, where we're at, which, you know, it's I mean, it's a relatively cheap city. But yeah, in terms of downtown and Riverside, Riverside is a mile you know east of us and it's three times what we'd pay here. So it's oh, kind of really? one of the yes, yeah, so it's one of those things you've been we've had comedy shows here. We've had poetry shows we do. We've had bands play and um like no one bothers us. We're in bet- we're in a strip mall kind of thing. We're in between two churches, and one of the churches really likes us, and one of the churches does not really like us. <laughs> but it's not it. I never, I've never provoked them. I've waved to them a couple times. Yeah, but you would think we were we were selling pornography and. <laughs> gleefully putting the posters up on the windows so yeah. that everyone could see it. Cause they look in and it's their vinyl records and there's books on ACDC Led Zeppelin. I mean, I don't know. It, the looks are quite odd for someone who's a self-professed them saying that they're children of God and how great their life is. You think, man, um, you need a drink or something? Are you okay? Because <laughs> the lady next to me will be yelling, and her the, the, those those are paper thin walls. Yeah, and she's up there just screaming at him. I think I feel like I'm getting preached to, but I just turn up the music really loud, some black metal or something. And yeah, there you go. When they leave, it's like, all right, see, ya. it's been fun. But I mean, maybe they can tell. Maybe they as soon as they look in, they think they yeah. just feel it. They're like, yeah, I can see it. And then sometimes I'm just I'll just be drinking Miller Lights on the counter out front. I mean, I'm, I don't really hide it. Yeah, I mean it's your it's your store. Yeah, you and Lauren, that's your guys' place. Like, yeah, and I almost, I almost enjoy getting drunk to go work at my other job than I do here. I'll have a few drinks here. Yeah, but I kind of prescribe to the. I'd rather just be drunk at work, or I don't. I don't know. There's just more. Maybe it's the there's a little more edge, or it's a little more dangerous. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. You know, but it's also kind of the challenge of it you know if i can maintain not that i'm you know necessarily drinking through every shift but uh yeah we, full we disclosure about, i don't i don't want people to think that you're coming in wasted every day it's no every no not every day but i mean it is december while we're recording this and you know people get a little rosy cheeked yeah cheery eyed they're like hey how's it going and sometimes you know to sell um, a nice bottle of wine you need to have a little wine in your system you know yeah for sure i believe that well there are a lot of tables that if they order a nice bottle of wine they're like hey have a glass with us yeah, and, and that's super awkward for me because I'm always like, no, 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 I'm okay, and they're like, no, we insist. Sure. And then I always, you know, make the hacky joke like, oh, my sponsor would really, really disapprove of that. Yeah, and then I they mean, get uncomfortable and awkward and like clam up. Yeah, but some people are just are terrible to be around anyway. And if you <laughs> like, even if you told them, hey, I can't, you know, I can't drink. Let's say if you know it was someone we work with, like Amy, and you're like, no, I'm I'm pregnant. They're like, oh, really. Yeah, you can't have your you know, one glass of wine, right? I mean, yeah, it, it's great, but it's also it's fermented grapes. I mean, it's not going to change my life. I mean, it's fine, yeah. but you know, I'll take three bottles or three gallons of Woodbridge Merlot that cost eight dollars a bottle. Yeah, and Over, go home yeah. and drink that. <laughs> and you know, in one sitting, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh man, because it's—I mean, it's—it's it's nice to have nice things, um, but that's more of a, um, yeah. It's—it's it, it's like how much can my constitution hold? Yeah, you know. Well, and how good is it really? Like, yeah, I mean, some of them are pretty great, but uh, yeah, I—I I, I don't know. On a different note, though, you're familiar with the non-alcoholic uh, booze. That, yeah. So there's a bar in Riverside that does. It's a totally non-alcoholic bar. Yeah. But they do mixed drinks, you know, mezcal and all that stuff. And one of the tags on one of the bottles was, oh, if you have something to do the next day or you're pregnant or you're just trying to take it easy tonight. And no offense, but I feel if I was anywhere and I saw a lady who was clearly pregnant and it looked like a cocktail, I would have to go up and say, hey, look. Um, really? I, I just feel this, you know, this kind of, you know, makes me uncomfortable or whatever. And then if they're like, oh, no, it's a non-alcoholic mezcal. I would take that if if it was an asshole thing or I got kind of because I would not go to a I would go with a friend to a sober bar, but I wouldn't be sober. Yeah. 
but I would want to go just to see see what's going on. Right. If you're the opposite of the one time, like if you go into a bar and everybody's hammered and you're totally sober, just the exact opposite. It's so fun. Well, yeah, it can't, you don't. People don't realize how drunk they're. It, yeah. we, we talk about how many times like inter- interaction with law enforcement, and you're like, all right, here we go. They pull <laughs> you over. You, you sit up. You're like, all right, got all my stuff. Here we go. You've been drinking. You're like, oh, no, not today. Not today. Not today. Like, you sure it, it, it's three thirty in the morning? Like, oh no, no, no. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was a holiday party. You know, I had a couple drinks. Yada yada. But yeah. Um. I lost my train on that one. <laughs> we were talking about the sober bar. Oh, yeah. The, but the idea of going to it completely hammered in the exact opposite, I, I just it feels like a setup for a skit or something where you're just like, all right, I'm going to go in here. Yeah. Just guns a-blazing. But, just guns a-blazing. And you just keep ordering drinks from them, too. Like, you know this is a non-alcoholic bar, though. It's like, dude, don't tell me how to drink, all right? <laughs> <laughs> don't listen. <laughs> I didn't know you had to be sober to walk in here. I thought yeah, maybe I thought it was a bar. It's a fourteen dollar non alcoholic soda water. If I want to give you fourteen dollars for it, you give know Give me the drink. Exactly. I mean the same thing if somebody wants to buy a four hundred dollar bottle of wine, I mean, okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean we do that, yeah. Yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna say no. I'm gonna look at you kinda weird, but yeah. I'm not gonna say yeah, no. Yeah, I mean I, and I and I love drinking wine, so if they offer it to me, I'm definitely gonna try some. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not something where that changed my life as much as, you know, just, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's nice to try nice things and, like, even nice food, but I don't know. I guess I don't, I'm not, I've never, like, craved those kind of things. It's like, nah. Yeah, and it's weird, too, because we work in a really nice place, um, you know, as far as restaurant standards in Jacksonville. And there's a lot of smaller uh, privately owned restaurants that we frequent around town between, you know, BB's and Orsay and all that kind of stuff. Check those places out if you're ever in Jacksonville. And, um, but like you said, like, I don't crave it. Like, I don't have to, but I think because we're around it so much, it's not, it doesn't seem that unrealistic to us, if that makes sense. Like, it doesn't seem like that much of a special occasion because we're there every fucking day. If I were to go have dinner with you, it's like, let's go on a Monday when it's not busy. Yeah. And I, like we've, we've gone to, you know, Waffle House or somewhere, and it's like, I, I I don't know. I guess it's just, it's not that precious. And even the idea of going to have, you know, a um, an anniversary dinner or a birthday dinner. Yeah. I just think we could just get some steaks and, you know, a 30-pack of Miller Lite. And just do it at home. Instead of one bottle of, you know, some Chateau Margot that's going to be $80 for the bottle. It's like, yeah. well, yeah, for... What is it? Nineteen dollars and twenty six cent. I can get a thirty pack of Miller Lite from right down the road. Boom! You got and I'd that rather number. do you that. Got that number on hand. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's what it used to be. I, I think they charge differently. There's a drive through near my house. I think they charge a little bit more at the yeah, drive through. I, I noticed that one. Um, but I feel like I need to tip them. That's where I feel differently being okay. serviced. Like when they go through, I feel like well, I need to throw them like two, three bucks. Yeah. Definitely. Because they're doing the work. They're going around the store getting your stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm sitting in the car, and hey, uh, do you mind getting me some? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know I could walk in here, but I do, I do like the idea of driving up. It is, but I think they charge more because it's sixteen dollars, I think, for like a twelve pack. But yeah, and I only drink Miller Lite. It's kind of the just, but it's also and it's flavorless kind of beer. But Miller Lite is the beer of Eraser Records. Is that what you're telling us? Yeah, I have a Miller Lite. Uh, uh, what are you oh, you it? are wearing a scarf, a Miller Lite scarf right, right now. Well, this is the only one I could find uh, because we don't really have any of the cold weather stuff out. Again, we live in Northeast Florida. Um, but I did find this hoodie, and it is kind of – the heat doesn't work in the shop. Yeah, I noticed so, that. Yeah, I, it, it does stay a little chilly in here, which is nice for most of the year. Yeah. But, yeah, the one month out of the year where it's kind of chilly, it's, I guess I could just drink we, a little bit more. But Yeah, you got a little space heater. You're doing the thing. Yeah, no, this is Space Heater and I are really close friends. Yeah. Yeah, we really know each other quite well, so. <laughs> it just follows you around the shop. I wish. Like a little portable R2-D2 yeah. heater unit or something. <laughs> well, I've been wanting to have you on the podcast for a variety of reasons. One, you are a musician. You do own your own record shop, which is really cool, especially in, uh, you know, before the pandemic, it's a climate of everyone's, you know, a lot of people try to play it safe and just kind of do the thing. But you took a risk. You opened up your own small business and then the world ended. So- 
I'll get back to I was just pouring myself a drink. Yes, it did. Again, it was kind of cheap enough. It's all, I've been collecting records for 20-some-odd years. Yeah. Um, but part of the deal was we were going to do shows, and I met Christina and a handful of other like Jacksonville comics, and yeah. doing comedy shows here was great. Yeah, Christina Shriver, for those of you listening, she's been brought up before on the podcast. We're going to get her on as soon as it is safe for us to be out and about again. Yeah, which, I mean, they're doing vaccines. I mean, the vice president took a vaccine yeah. in the arm. Yeah. Right in the arm. Just took it in the arm. He's like, uh, hey, Mikey. Got a, <laughs> got a little spike for the arm here, buddy. Come here. He's wearing a short sleeve shirt. I thought he was in Georgia, I think, yesterday. I'm originally from Georgia. Which... I was in Georgia last night. Yeah? Richmond Hill. I had a couple of shows. Nice. Yeah, I did a show in Richmond Hill, and then we drove into Savannah and did a show at a Totally Awesome Bar, which was fantastic. Nice. That's the name of it. Yeah. Totally yeah. awesome bar. Downtown Savannah. I haven't been to Savannah in years. Savannah's a great little town, though. Yeah. Well, it's it was odd because we walked in, um, and it's in the basement. So you go all the way down, and it was still cold. Even though it was in the basement that he was on, it was still pretty chilly. And it's weird because you look around, and Savannah's a very, you know, I don't know how to say River like, City. It's yeah. it's very, well, it, it's, it's they, very progressive. Well, yeah, for especially for being in the deep in the Bible Belt, they also I think they did Forrest Gump there and in the Garden of Good and Evil. Yeah, but it has a very classical. The downtown's got some gorgeous. Oh yeah, Georgian it was, it's, architecture. It's beautiful. But we went, so we go downstairs. And it's kind of like a, almost like this kind of place. Like it's a, it's a smaller place. Um, they've got you know string lights hanging up, not for Christmas, just that's their style. You know, they've got the Buddhas on the wall, and it's like. It's like a very, I don't want to say hipstery, but it's a very like It's cool. pretty bohemian, yeah. yeah it's bohemian always... used to be the word for before hipster. Okay, so it's very bohemian. So Do you have a definition for hipster, though? Because I, I know there used to be a, t- a term to derail you for a second called scenester kids, and that was kids who were in the music scene. But I, is, I don't know anything about the comedy scene. I don't know if you have the, a term for that. But... Well, no, my when I think of a hipster, I think of someone who goes out of their way to like obscure things that they might not even like, but they do it because they want to go, they want to be contrarian. Whenever I think of hipster, I think of this joke. How many hipsters does it take to screw in a light bulb? It's a very obscure number. You would have never heard of it. Right. That's what I think of when uh, I think of okay. hipster. Okay, yeah, yeah, that works. Yeah. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, I guess so. I guess there's um, there's a lot of... Um, <laughs> that was where you just pulled the mic away and kept talking. <laughs> Oh, I was scratching my ear. I didn't know if there was going to. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, was, I was resetting. Um, no, I, I guess because I, I like a lot of obscure things yeah. and I, not not purposely, but there are a lot of obscure things that are are incredibly interesting or incredibly different. But um, I don't think they're necessarily better because a lot of times you can draw it back to they probably they, they were the bands or the movies or the stand-up comedians or whatever it was that everybody was listening to. And then there, you can kind of tell where there's a derivative. Yeah. And I think some people take that as a kind of a badge of honor and they're, they're saying, Oh, you don't know who this artist is. Well, it's like, well, yeah, if it's some kid in Missoula, Montana cranking out cassette tape only releases just cause I know about it doesn't make it, it's not better. It's just, it's very obscure. Yeah. And I don't know much. I mean, I know, I know some comedians, I know we, you know, we, we'll talk about some at work every now and then, but I don't know dudes that are, touring and you know but i'm not searching out that media yeah well and that's the thing is and i, I don't i wouldn't judge you because you, you say oh you don't fucking know about well that's exactly you know the thing I mean? so like i don't i'm not very judgment i'm not judgmental at all when it comes to things like that like if someone names an obscure movie or something like that the thing that bothers me is when the only thing that you like or the only like you judge other people for liking mainstream stuff right that's what bothers. it's like yeah i like star wars i really like and it's like oh of course you do and it's like well First of all, like I and I talk about it on stage why I like it so much. It's the greatest love story ever told. You know, he murdered children to try to save the love of his life. Which would you ever murder children to try and save someone you love? Like only in the Bible do you uh, can you get away with murder? <laughs> Apparently in Star Wars too, you can, <laughs> you can murder children. But that's like, but so I really enjoy that aspect of it. But then, like you know, you get around certain people, especially in the comedy scene. I'm sure it's the same in the music scene here in Jacksonville, where they're like, oh, that's so mainstream. Like that's so, and you get kind of frustrated because like. You and I have had these conversations like getting ready for work and even at work and stuff about like musicians. And I brought this up on the last podcast. So I had uh, Craig Coleman on who's from the band Liquid Band-Aid. Um, and he was talking about. That's a good band name. Yeah. But it's A-D-E. The, uh, Aid. Band-Aid. A-D-E. But. Um, like got, Gatorade? Yeah. 
But I've got all the links to all their music and stuff. You can check them out at liquidbandaid.com. Uh, it's all free. But he, we were talking about music, and I told him I was going to have you on the podcast. And we were talking about just like like the guy you were telling me about in New York who was like a night security guard, mm -hmm. released an album like once a decade, but you really enjoy his work. Sure. And like, I don't, I'm not like, oh God, Matt's such a hipster for liking him. But like in my head, it's like, you know those people. Just like I know comics that nobody knows. I also know comics that have sold out Madison Square Garden like 10 days in a row mm -hmm. and still people haven't heard of them. But like, I also know very obscure comics that I love that like people don't know of because they're not like, you know, uh, what do they call that? They're not household names. Yeah, and so I guess the, the thing of like there will be times where because it's been on Comedy Central, like Chappelle Show or Key and Peele yeah. or Nathan for You, I think those things are funny, and I and I do like Tim Heidecker, but I know that he's he purposely isn't kind of a traditional stand up. I mean, he does stand up, but to me, it's not. I'm trying to think of a stand up comedian that you know, uh, like he, Tim Heidecker kind of purposely messes with the form of doing stand-up and he's yeah. not he's he, he's going for like a smaller audience that would be more into something that would be more not dimitri martin yeah and, but yeah and even zach galifianakis yeah and and they're, and they're funny but i i could see people who would watch we could talk about Chappelle show and they're saying like, those guys are kind of weird and i don't i don't think they're kind of weird in the slightest bit i could see how it's just a different texture or temperature but it's also i'm I don't know how other people think about their process of getting to being on stage in the sense of I, I've done a few stand up things and I was wasted for all of them. Yeah, <laughs> but, but but we've had this discussion where the, just because I'm wasted, you think, oh, I'm gonna get up there. I'm a I could do this like this. Yeah, but it's it's not as easy. But it's also when you hear a really great song that seems effortless or. So same thing back to something big. I think the good, the bad, and the ugly, the Sergio Leone, the Spaghetti Westerns, I think they're fantastic. I think there's things that have come after that that are interesting because they took a, a cool riff on something or they did something. But I w there's no way to dismiss, you know, like when when I saw the first four, five, and six episodes of Star Wars, yeah. I, w I didn't say, you know what? I'm out. Fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you know what? Bye. <laughs> My brother and I watched them over and over. Like, dude. You do have a, a sword that can cut through anything, fucking anything. Your dad doesn't seem to, you don't really have a great relationship <laughs> with your dad, which love my dad. I had a weird dream about my dad, <laughs> which is neither here nor there. But uh, but you, you had that concept that because you've heard of it, it it can't be good. It loses its value because it's popular. Sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I feel. I feel. Is though I don't want to unpack it with those people and say, you know, hey, this is why you should check. And, and and like I said, owning a store and trying to convince people of like, hey, these are records you probably haven't heard of. I kind of want to celebrate it yeah. more than demean it. It's it, but it's the same thing. Every show we've done here with comedians, it's this like mostly local people. We've had a few touring people, but it's great because there's so many concepts where you're, you're like, hey, the premise I've heard of before. You don't want to have kids. I don't want to have kids. But kind of the way you get to the to the end of it, you're yeah. like, oh, that's great. Well, yeah, that's, it, it's a different. If it's, it's the, there's so many premises that people, multiple people do mm -hmm. because there's a lot of stuff that is obvious. You know, going to the gym, car repair. You know, back in the '80s, it was airplane food and traveling and stuff like that. But and I was talking to Savannah about this actually yesterday, where it's like we can have the same premise. That's fine because obviously we're all thinking you know we all kind of track along that same line but it's how you deliver it and like your your construction of the joke that is what like you said that then you're like oh that was well that was there's good. a there's a phrase called kryptonesia and it and it <laughs> go ahead <laughs> no go google it please i can't i don't have internet access right now you don't we have wi-fi here no, no don't worry about it don't worry about it. just you know kryptonesia anyway, kryptonesia so the idea is that you would have an equal thought as someone else so you could say um it would be the same thought and it would be maybe even the same joke and i thought that there was i think the last time i read it it was in reference to maybe there was like a louis ck joke and somebody else had it was almost the exact same joke but the idea is like well yeah but if you have a president that gets caught getting a blowjob from someone on his staff two people would probably kind of come to the same conclusion because they're thinking kind of 
in that way that hey this is there's something funny in here and we've talked about this there's bits yeah. things that you've had where you don't know where the funny is it's the same thing when i when i if i'm starting a song or i write uh, like poetry i may not have exactly where how it's going to go and how it's going to end but i think well you know let me um spend some time with it let me see yeah work it you out need to marinate but yeah i don't know like i i'm people that are People that are really fucking miserable about things, <laughs> I just can't be bothered. Yeah, I can't. J- just on just on a regular basis, like if you well, were, we talk about this at work too. Yeah, and if you if you were the funniest fucking dude that I ever met, I'd be like, yeah, he's great. But god damn it, I just every time he walks up, he's just like, oh my god. He's yeah. Like, but it gets to be just such a a labor to even deal with them. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, they can be funny, and I'll listen to your stand up, dude. If you get a comedy schedule, absolutely. But I wouldn't want to go out and have a drink with you. Well, Are you talking about me personally? Well, yeah, not you personally, obviously, because you're not going to have to have a drink. <laughs> no, it's just the way you kept saying you, and then you were looking right at me because we're doing the show. And I because was there's like, only two people in the room I, talking. I was like, Wait, what there's are you no one else to say? with no. I with any 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 yous out there that are yeah. listening to this. Did you know in the Constitution they spelled choose C H U S E? I don't know why I found that so odd. Like choose, like was that the the way to use the word choose? I guess that's the old English version of it. I mean, I, I don't know. That's a to- you can cut this whole part out. By the no, way, no, this all stays in there. No edit points. <laughs> um, but you you bring up a good point, and that's something that's interesting to me because we talk about that um, with tables sometimes at work, where it's like, like I get very flustered and I get kind of like pissy about things, and then you're like, yes, you're like, <laughs> you have a very strong energy. <laughs> you're like, dude, like. There's nothing we can do, like, especially when we have, like, a party together or something. If one little thing goes wrong, I, like, snap. And you're like, there's not, like, what do you want to do? Like, there's nothing to do. But full disclosure, if anybody's listening to this later on, he does a great job. But when he comes in hot, you think, okay, whoa, is the table on fire? (laughs) Like, it did some, because Brennan's not the smallest guy in the world. Like, I'm thinking, well, just don't, don't swing on anybody. (laughs) Just make sure that it, everything goes okay. But yeah, I, I don't, I don't know how to walk someone off the, uh off the edge yeah well yeah because like i've i've been like what like what the fuck like we were supposed to have these desserts in and now they're waiting and you go yeah man it's okay the desserts will get to the table and it's that same kind of thing where like we'll have guests sometimes that are very picky and i've told you i've been like i don't know what we're gonna do you're like we're just gonna tell them we can't do it like and if they don't like it they can leave and i'm like oh yeah i mean i I guess we can do but those are the kind of people that you're talking about like that are just miserable all the time and you're just like yeah like you don't have to even be if you told the funniest joke and let's say they, they were at your show. Right. And they're you, you tell the funniest joke and it's set up. Everything is perfect. And they don't laugh. And in a moment, you could look at them because I've looked at people when I've been singing before and uh, you kind of make eye contact. And it's this weird kind of one one thousand two one thousand. And if there's dead silence. So <laughs> so if there's. Dead silence in a stand-up thing. There's, there's, it's silent. Yeah, it's it, deafening. It, it's, it's, it's one minute, two minute. There, there's no, it's not. There's no band. There's no distortion. All that kind of stuff. And I almost feel like that's more. You can do that with a with a table that's really bad, and just say, "Hey, look, I heard what you said, <laughs> and I, I want to empathize with you." <laughs> But I need you to know that I'm not gonna. <laughs> it's been a long three days for me, and me and my girlfriend are fighting, and there's a fucking pandemic. And I, yeah, I get it. You're, you're like, I'm kind of over this pandemic. You're like, because I wanted it. Yeah, I, I wanted, I wanted idea. it to be just pear shaped all year. Yeah. That's what I wanted. Or when tables are like, oh, you're out of this, or you're not carrying this anymore. Don't say it's because of coronavirus. It's like, well, yeah, like we're not ordering certain things because we cannot sell them. <laughs> If I if I if I use that excuse in two years, then maybe, <laughs> then maybe, but in that moment, that's not the place for me to be like, you know what? You ever seen the movie Three Hundred? Yeah, because I'm about to, I'm gonna strip down to my underwear, <laughs> and I'm gonna scream at you, and I'm and I'm gonna say, you know what? This is it. This is Sparta. This is where we all die. <laughs> and tonight you, we dine in hell. Yeah, and, and you may not die tonight. But I, I guarantee you I'm going to get fired <laughs> and I might get drowned in that river out there because the currents apparently are terrible. 
But in that moment, you think, is it, I, I, I'm not a surgeon. I'm, you're not going to wake up and be like, oh, so, uh, Mr. Tassett, I know that uh, it was your, like, your knees were hurting. So you don't have arms anymore. <laughs> and I need you to know, like, I rang it in fine. I did, <laughs> I did everything I could possibly do. But you're going to, you're going to feel them, but they won't be there anymore. But we're going to get those knees sorted out in about two weeks. In that case, Yes, you could be livid with me. You could sue me. You could do whatever. Yeah. But it feels it. It's like, ma'am, your your steak was slightly undercooked. You could either pump the brakes, or you know what? Go for it. You want to <laughs> yell at somebody? Okay, go ahead. You, do you want to see how much I don't care that you are that upset about it, or it doesn't matter to me? Because I'd love to show you. Yeah. <laughs> I I know I came in here all nice and asked you if you wanted water and bread and then food. But we can turn this around. Oh, we can turn this around. I've, I've, uh, I can live off not very much money for a while. I'll find another job. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty good at this. I'll and find God forbid. Job. And so some of the people that come in there, I used to wait on at the other place I worked at here in town. And it's one of those things where it's like, oh wait, you don't, you don't know who I am. Yeah, they don't remember you. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Maybe it takes 38 minutes to get your dinner now. Yeah. And it's taken a while to say, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, you know how it's a little busy. I know there's no one in here. <laughs> um, and uh, I hit him with the to goes to goes are crazy. It's oh, my God. There's so many people that want to take their food with them. I just I'm at egg on my face. I am so upset about this as well. <laughs> and then when they tip you really well, you're like, oh, my God, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Good night. <laughs> but it and it and it's just it, it's such a petty thing yeah to do but it's also the same but i would never if, if you're changing my tires if you're doing there that level of just you're not human anymore because i'm taking your food order yeah, yeah. like that side of it, it it's almost not unforgivable i mean but it's just you think jesus christ i can see why you know you want to anybody would want to get out of service industry. Yeah, for sure. Well, and it's one of those things too, where it's weird because it's like, I'm, you know, I'm a person like, like I have hopes and dreams and I do this job like while I'm chasing my dream. And like, like you, like you do the service thing because it helps support your shop that you like, you're a small business owner. And when people talk to you, like you're nobody, it's like, yeah, I understand the, the situation. Like I'm in a restaurant right now taking your order, but like, Especially with like you and I, more so me because I run a little hotter than you do. But like, like I'm a big dude. Like you're really gonna talk to me like this? Like we've had this. Yeah, only no, thing I... separating me from destroying you right now is the fact that I don't want to go back to jail. Like, and I could lose my job. But like, do you think I care? Like, if you look at my resume, I could get hired anywhere. Like, I have a good resume. Like, you think I care that much about this job? Right. Especially if you move from Florida to New York State. I mean, yeah. you think anybody's gonna know? Yeah, they're XYZ. not going to fucking call like that. Like, even if they do call, it'll be like, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's really good at it. He just snapped one night. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. like, and it's so, it blows my mind. I know we've talked about this, but I want to talk about this on mic. It blows my mind the fact that people are just kind of like, yeah, we can talk to you like that. Like, we can do this because you're our waiter. You're our server. You're our guy. Like, we'll talk to you however we want to. And it's like, I've been to jail for way less things than this. Like, you're going to talk down to me. Tell me basically like I'm a piece of shit with your tone. Like I'm like, oh, and it's mind blowing to me how people think that's OK. Like there's no consequences to that. That's where I came up with that whole consequences bit about like having consequences for little things. It's like you can't just talk to people like like we've seen it where servers have started to cry because of the way tables have talked to them. And it's like that's not. Like, yeah, they might be a little dramatic, but that's not okay. Like, that's not human. No, and there's there's people that will, for way less, snap. Oh! And they're like, you, you think I want this job that bad? Yeah. And like, they'll throw shit at somebody, and they're like, I can't, where's your manager? And he's, they're like, I'm out of here. Yeah. You think, what are they going to do to me? Yeah, fire me? I'm, yeah. I, I just, I quit when yeah. I did that. Yeah. Well, and it's like, there's a very hilarious comedian. Um, You've seen him before, because I think he's performed here uh, in Jacksonville, Will Blaylock. And I'm not going to burn his bit, but he he talks about that, too. Like, the way you're going to talk to somebody in customer service, like, especially at specific places, it's like, do you know how much they make? Like, it's not enough to stop them from, like, like doing something. Your gauge of how much 
you think they won't do or how much they care is way off. Way off. And that's fine. But I also, I don't know. I've seen some small dudes like rock a big dude. Yeah. Knock him out. But generally speaking, it's like, do you really want to like piss off a guy that big? And some people just don't give a shit. They don't. Well, they I don't, think some people don't have concept of it. Well, that's what I was going to say is I, I think some people just don't understand it. Like they think like this is I'm a boss like at wherever I work because we work in a nicer place. So it's normally like upper level people who come in there generally like punches don't get thrown. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, there are strong words exchanged, maybe maybe a harsh email here or there. But the way they talk to people, it's like, yeah, this is how I've always talked to people. This is how I talk to people in high school. This is how I talk to people through college. This is how I talk to people through law school. And now this is how I talk to my uh, subordinates and this is just how I talk to people and it's like well I'm from the real world where if you talk to a, somebody like that they'll end you like there's a lot of people that do, yeah, well they don't have the same tolerance you do they to say that they don't care is a understatement yeah it's not that they don't care some people they welcome it they, oh okay yeah they you want to say that please Thanks. give me a reason right and it's, you know, more power to them. Um, it's uh, but, those people are crazy. They give me a reason, people. Right. But it's also it's not tattooed on their forehead. Yeah. And it's not. Uh, what was that? Uh, is it Black Mirror? It, where it's like a futuristic thing where it's like, hey, he, you know, you have a digital readout where you're like, hey, this guy, he murdered somebody or he yeah. stole a thousand dollars. You don't have that. No. But you might just have. So I've I've been. I've been I've been uh, drunk before and <laughs> and I I was at a bar and a friend of mine was he's always he was a smaller guy and uh, he would always you know he was great with ladies and dudes would get pissed at him so there were several times where I'd say hey you know it's like me and my it's like a couple of friends and it'd always be the same guy and they'd be picking on him and it's like look man we're not trying to fight you but she clearly does not like you yeah and that's you know pretty basic you know attraction or whatever. But yeah, it's like I've got hit for stuff that I didn't have any kind of part in. And I'm a pretty reasonable person. You're very reasonable. You're not like But some people you accidentally or they you touch their buddy, they might just decide it's when you're on the ground, it's like, man, like if I kicked him in the jaw like seven times, that'd feel pretty good for me. Yeah. I, I would that would actually make my my Tuesday night. I would those people exist. Yeah, and and it's comical. It, it it's it's per, it's crazy how precarious some people live their lives and don't think that anything you could ever do would ever matter. And a lot of times it may not. A lot of times you may get away with it. Yeah, you'll live your whole life and, and never get punched and, and in the so face. It's like the, the amount of times I've been drinking and had a car a, a, like a JSO behind me on JTB or got pulled over, and you just you just have to wing it. You have to go yeah, for it. You have to. Um, There's no other option at that point. Right. Um, It's that level of confidence that's not warranted and slightly unbridled. You think, ooh, you know what? You should have gone home a couple times and be like, you know what? I, you know what, babe? I didn't get my ass beat today. And I probably should have. I I recognize that. Oh, all the time. But I know there's a lot of people that have no concept that. It's so bizarre to me. Like, I, um. When I was living with my old roommate, you could have uh, wake you could have woken up in the hospital. Like some people are yeah. that they don't give a shit. Well, and it's weird too because um, ever since I got my first DUI, when I was still drinking, it was one of those things where it was constantly in the back of my head because it was like, oh, you've you've woken up in jail before now because of this. But before, when I would drink and drive, it's like, oh, I do this all the time. Like nothing bad has ever happened. And then after I got my first DUI, it was very real where it's like. I didn't stop doing it, but it was like, you know what can happen now. You're very aware of the consequences. And that's why, like, I think everyone at one point in their life, you can tell who's gotten into fights and who's been punched in the face and who hasn't by the way they talk to people, by the way they carry themselves. Because it's like, I understand, like, nothing's ever happened to you and that hooray for you. But you just haven't crossed that person, that one person who's going to teach you. You can't talk to people like that. And it's so bizarre to me because, like, I was living with an old roommate after we had moved out of the halfway house. We got an apartment together. And then shortly after we relapsed and started drinking and stuff. And I remember one time because normally we'd be at home, but sometimes we'd have a couple of drinks, go down to the pool or whatever. And I remember one time we were walking by um, and our neighbor was like in a fight with his girlfriend and they were like yelling at each other in the parking lot. Now, they were just yelling back and forth. They were both yelling. And I thought, this is none of my business. I'm just going to go upstairs. Like if he touches her or something, then I'll intervene. But 
this is none of my business. I don't know what happened. Like maybe they're just loud. And my roommate like got in the guy's face and like started like barking at him, which hooray for him, you know, like trying to protect her or whatever. But he doesn't understand. Like, I was like, dude, you don't know the situation. And they know where we live. They know what cars we drive. That, like, if if you think if you think for a second anything is going wrong. Now, I come from a family of yellers. So, to me, I was like, oh, they're just having a conversation. Right. I Yeah, I have, I have a loud family as well. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, yeah, and it's not something where. But, yeah, us talking can just, it sounds to someone else that. I'm like, being, we're arguing. Yeah, yeah. But we're just, you know, we're. I have a relationship. I, I know how I talk to that person. And, yeah. yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like, so there was nothing going on that I thought warranted getting involved or even calling the police. And I was raised around women and stuff. Like I, you know, I've had gotten in arguments with my girlfriend before. And I know that like, if someone were to call the police, it's like, dude, like we're just having a heated discussion. Like this was no reason to involve the police about this. So I kind of just kept walking. Like, this is not my business. But he got, like, in the guy's face and, like, wanted to fight him. And he's not – my old roommate's not a big guy. Like, I would have had to step in because he's a little dude, like, not really ever been into a fight, but was just kind of drunk and wanted to get in this guy's face. And I was like <clears> – but it's like we're talking about. Like, you don't know that person. Like, if he's as on edge as you think he might be that he might do something to his girlfriend, call the police. Like, why are you getting in his face, especially because he knows where you sleep at night? Yeah, and also, I guess no one ever thinks about um, the first time, like, a serial killer kills somebody. Yeah. They're like, no, there had to be somebody's first where he thought, you know what? I would never kill anybody. And then one sultry, hot August Jacksonville afternoon by the pool, just... He's having a discussion with his female because he was maybe he was going to propose later on that night. And then some dude gets in his face. I just there in a stand your ground state in a country that has a Second Amendment that allows you to bear arms. You would think people would take more pause and more. Oh, my God. I say this all the time. Just 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 as a self-preservation. Yeah. Because you know what? (laughs) Yes. If you get that wrong one, one time, time, it's over. It's jumping out of a plane. It's it's not karaoke. A bungee jumping. You get it wrong one time. That's it. You make the wrong assumption about someone once or you think. And that's what I don't understand is the fact that people don't think things through. Like I've had like and it goes back to not only working in the restaurant industry, but even doing stand up. Like people think they're like helping the show and they'll like shout out and stuff. And you give them like, hey, all right, man, like, come on, chill out. And they keep doing it. And it's like. There's literally nothing in between us. Like, I'm up here on stage talking about how I've got a scar on my forehead because I was trying to prove a point, so I sliced my own face open. And, you, like, you're trying to interrupt, like, and you think this is going to end okay? Like, are you not, like, what? I don't understand what goes through or doesn't go through someone's head to where they're like, nah, I'll fuck with this person. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe when they saw, um, like, Beyond Thunderdome, they're like, <laughs> you know what? I'd step in there. But that TV screen is a nice repellent you can say whatever you want to yeah it's the keyboard uh confidence kind of thing but you think yeah but would you though because i wouldn't yeah I've i wouldn't seen some scary dudes i've seen some scary chicks too where i think ooh, shit i'm not trying to but you know i also don't pop off to people i mean i yeah. did when i was way younger but it's it's i guess People don't like really read like national statistics of um, how much it takes. So with the holiday season upon us, yeah, how often people get <laughs> you don't have to get that close. And you think I don't know that I would ever shoot somebody that I worked with, <laughs> or someone that was <laughs> was in my family. But then again. I'm just I'm so I, I'm old enough now. I'm older than you are. I'm 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 aging out of the serial killer bracket, which <laughs> from high school feels good because I know a lot of people thought, oh, he's kind of he's he's kind of a weirdo. Yeah. Which in 1999, 2000, weirdo was probably a ringing indictment that I could either be serial killer or, or an artist. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. 
But now at 38, I'm aging out of the serial killer bracket, and I, I'm just saying the waters are nice and warm on this side. Yeah, and I'm humble brag. Just need people to know that I feel good about it, and a lot of people look at me, and I, I would be the the guy that they would hire in Hollywood to be the serial killer guy. Oh like, yeah, balding can grow facial hair, but just nondescript enough, but probably weird enough looking. And I don't think I look that weird. No, I don't think so either. But you just have this kind of like central almost like central yeah, casting. Like, but I'm also uh, so because you're tall too. You're like six three. Yeah, and I but I also I'm not afraid to engage with someone and talk I, about something. Yeah, and I see that some people are very not are they're not comfortable with that. And I, when I see someone not engaging or not being comfortable, it's same thing we're talking about at tables. Yeah. When there's some guy, it's always the guy who's it's not. It's always the guy. Is, he's more conservative. You can just stare at him, and they won't look at you. And you stare. If you stare at someone for three, four seconds at a table, it's like, I guess um, I guess I'll just give you a few minutes. I think, <laughs> I think you need a few minutes to kind of decide what kind of steak you want. Like, ah. <laughs> uh, can uh, and they sheepishly look up at you. Yeah, and you think, I am I am I that foreboding? And maybe it's the physical presence side of it, but I would never ordering something from a restaurant. I would never think this guy's gonna murder me just because I ordered a New York strip. Yeah, but if you're like you know slinging arrows that are on yeah. fire at him like I'm, I'm i've never i've never gone that hard at someone who was taking care of me even at a bar it's always been some other dude or you know football player who was livid it's never been someone actually working yeah it's like never well that's the you're thing. giving it's me never... the fucking alcohol and i'm gonna give you money for it yeah i understand that but the concept of being aggressive towards the help or that side of it, I, 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 I still, I, I didn't understand before I worked in industry twenty years ago, and I don't understand now. Yeah, I so. just don't get it either. I'm the same way, where it's kind of like, <clears throat> it's just odd to me that that's that's just how some people interact. And it, it, the th- weird thing I think of is like, how have you made it your entire life, and this is like, this is how you are. Like you're out in public, like you're doing things in public. Like how, like how do you get? dressed in the morning like what like what goes through your head that you don't even like look up at a person and like you or like the way you interact with them is this like how how have you made it this far yeah i sometimes it it almost seems as though i live on a different planet yeah and i'll i'll talk to my tables in the way that the way that i speak i'll say hey you know do we need some time is there anything else good for you and i I don't speak Greek. Yeah. I think that they think I'm speaking Greek. And I say, you know what? You take some time. And they say, no, 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 no. I say, yes, take some time. You seem flustered or confused. I don't want you to be confused. But confusion doesn't do well for the tip line, generally speaking. But I'm not attacking them. but But I'm conscious of that. I don't know. I'm conscious of that. When I I don't honk at people very much in my car. Yeah, me neither. It's just, yeah, I get it. People aren't great at driving or whatever, but I I don't. Unless I really want to get in a fight, I don't I don't really engage with people in that way because I don't. I feel as though it only takes one, and yeah. it only takes about ten seconds. For it to really, really go sideways, you're thinking, "Oh shit, <laughs> this is a uh, maybe." You know, we we should have gone home. Yeah, we should have just kept. We should have kept going. We should have, you know, and that's that's sober or otherwise. But yeah, yeah, I I don't know that there's ever. I don't think I have the confidence to be a um, maybe not a world leader, but I I don't even think I could be a. Uh, uh, you know, control a vast area of Eurasia or anything. Yeah. I don't have that, what the edge that you, I think you need. Yeah. But I think those people take that risk. And I think maybe that's where that comes from is that you have, 
you think, damn, you think if you were, oh no, she was, uh, God told her that she was going to be a uh, queen. You're like, okay, well, the gun that I have in my head, <laughs> hand says, says elsewise, she may not be for very long. <laughs> and if she's okay with that, and it, it, but if there's no consequences for me either, yeah. if I could, if you could just do that, you're like, yeah, well, I'll be right back. <laughs> I, I need you to know that uh, I gave you a chance and that, you know, this you is, uh, yeah, you know, but I, I don't know. Maybe people should watch Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. Maybe they should have a, uh, you know, a thorough uh, education of fantasy. Yeah. Because some of that shit is not fake. Yeah. Not, not the Lord of the Rings. That's clearly all fake. But the, the idea, people kill people and people do insane things that I could, I, I don't know that I would ever be able to understand yeah. killing someone, but driving drunk home from the bar, yeah, I could do that. Yeah, but I've like, done it. Yeah, murdering somebody, like getting a fight with somebody, yeah. But there's, I just feel like there is a threshold that just doesn't. It was already there before whatever incident happened, and I don't want to be that trigger for somebody where I I initiate that level of. Yeah. It's not insanity. It's I'm also not a doctorate in any kind of like mental therapy kind of things. But those things where you think, hey, this person wasn't well, and you just kind of are the ice cream on their banana split. Yeah, because they're about to just fucking ruin you. Well, and I've I've seen that before in jail where um, I would talk to like cellmates and stuff. And, like, fights would break out. And it's like, well, why'd you fight that guy? And it's like, I just didn't like the way he looked at me. And, like, those people exist like that. And those people are in the the world as well. Like, it's not just, oh, they're confined to a cell. It's like they happen to get caught. But people have that mentality of, like, why did you shoot him? I didn't like him. I didn't like the way he looked at me. I didn't like the way he talked to me. Like, those people are everywhere. And like you said, like, I can't imagine, like, being that person, like, walking up to someone and just not liking the way they look at me. But like that happened last night at the show in Savannah. Like there was a couple guys there and they would not stop talking. Like we had just shown up and the girl who I guess works there at that, at the totally awesome bar. She works there sometimes as a bartender was trying to enjoy the show and they wouldn't stop talking. So she got up and walked over and was like, Hey, like shut the fuck up. Like if you don't want to watch the show, leave. And they started huffing and puffing. And I was like, here we go. Like, they're about to fight her. They're about to fight everyone in here. Like, you don't, like, because I, I know those people exist. <laughs> and it takes barely just a, a feather's brush yeah. to get them there. And they probably wanted to fight anyway before that. But yeah. I, 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 seeing, playing in bands and just having things go just, like I said, completely sideways. I'm not saying this is a scary world to live in because, I mean, it, the at least they can only kill you once, maybe. Yeah. But I don't know if you play the odds correctly and you don't. I I don't know the 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 shittiness that some pe- the capacity for like bullshit that uh, some people have is astounding. Yeah, where you would say sure. I I I don't even know how to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> I I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want you to come in my shop. I wouldn't want to, you to come to my show. I I wouldn't want I wouldn't want you to interact with my life at all. Yeah, the there's a very funny comic Kyle Kinane, and I've talked about this before on this podcast, but he has said that before where he's gotten like DMs or emails from people that claim that they're fans and like rip into him about something and he goes, "I want nothing. I don't know how you found me." I don't know how you discovered my work, but I want nothing to do with you. Don't come to a show. Don't buy my album. Don't like just leave. Like, don't listen to my podcast. And I'm I'm 100 percent for that because there are people where I'm just like, I don't I don't need you. Like, I don't need all of you. I just need enough of you to fill a room like. Right. And I, I know that um Eric Andre had something where someone sent him some DM on Instagram and he said, who do you think reads this? Yeah. And you, you thought you were attacking someone. He said, he said, I read these and I 100% agree. I, I realize that what I do is going to already be kind of niche in nature, but I'm not, I'm not trying to exclude anybody, but I get, you know, to know your audience is probably to know yourself a good amount. Oh yeah, for sure. But yeah, I, the same thing you think, well, you know what? If you're that upset about it, like we don't need you. 
Yeah. I, I, I if, if they can make enough money, if they can do all these other things, but also, God forbid that you strike out on your own and try to make something that you wanted to do, like doing this podcast or doing anything that is you are tied to it directly. Yeah. And you're owning you can, the shop. You can be lambasted. You can be people can pick you apart. And now it's your fault and you have to deal with it. You think, no, like you can. I, I need you to know that you can just I'm going to block you. Yeah. And that's it. You can just leave. Right. It's fine. I'm glad. I guess I'm not happy that you didn't understand, like, ha- you weren't happy at the show, but in the day, um, it wasn't for you anyway. Yeah, if you if you didn't, if you missed the mark by that much, then it wasn't, it's yeah. okay. Yeah. There's no hard feelings. Right, like, if just- you're that, uh, if you're, th- if you're that ready to, like, spring and go, it, it clearly was, uh, sorry that you got upset. And I, generally, I don't want to upset anybody, and yeah. I don't, I don't know. Is Has it that Kyle- happened to you? Like, doing music? Yeah. Like playing shows and people coming up to you, like getting super. Well, aggressive. well, yeah, and and talking to people about um what they like because they it, it it can be held as very sacred what you do like and is it good and maybe they put their own self value into how good of a band that they like. Um, I I guess I don't I don't take self worth from the bands I like. I think there's a lot of bands that are very interesting and they're doing concepts that I think are very interesting and the way that they do them are really great. But I, I don't, to me, there's what I'm not here to judge in that way. Their concept of what art is, I think because unbridled art, I don't know. Unbridled art, pushing it and saying whatever you want to say and you, you you present what you want to present if you do it in your own sphere and you you do it the way that you want to do it then that's it when as you're writing it that's the concept that's that's the art yeah when you're reproducing it on stage that's that's just it that's the performance yeah. it's it's over you you're not creating it you're not you're delivering it yeah and there at that point if you don't like what i do i'm fine with it yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I'm fine with you not, but I, but I've I've seen other people perform and do you know shows, and I there's no there's nothing that I think is inherently bad, but I would hope that you would take all your influences and try to make it your own. But that may be a pipe dream because I I I can't control how they write songs or how yeah. they write a like I've told you before I get ideas for bits but I don't know how to write an actual joke but I've never tried and I don't I don't think my strengths lie in writing a joke but I've heard them and when I hear when I see someone do stand up I think hey that's great that's that's such a simple concept that they delivered and that's great. But I, I can't get to that lily pad. Like, I'm not that I, – I can't jump from lily pad to lily pad and say this is a stand-up joke. Mine are more referential or uh, deal with a, a certain, like, setup. Yeah. But they're not funny. And so I've listened to your podcast uh, a few times, and there's so many people on your podcast that are just naturally funny and in the way that – my Twitter isn't, I don't, is terrible, <laughs> but there's a lot of people who are on your podcast who are like witty and quick. Like, yeah. Yeah. In, in that, that aspect of it, I'm not that I'm not funny yeah. like that, but that, 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 that belies me. I don't know how, to, how people or people that are very, um, they'll kind of dissect something and they'll say, Hey, you know what? Fuck. They'll, they'll, they'll do all these things. And it, it's, it's hilarious. But I don't know how to unpack or I don't know how to do like I don't even know if it's like a level of comedy. It's like it's their natural personality. Yeah, it's their natural state. Like I feel like you you tell stories and I've seen people like I would tell stories, but I wouldn't be the guy who just like rapid fire would if somebody was heckling me. We talked about uh Buck. Yeah. I saw him a couple times. And this one guy was it rain dogs was going crazy and i was like you know what like he just was riding him riding him riding him and it was hilarious 
but just that rapid fire st- style. Yeah. Not that it was a style, but he was just responding. I don't know that I would be as eloquent. I don't know. It was it was so it was hilarious. But it was one of those things where I don't there's so much of it that can be like responsive. Yeah. But I don't know. This isn't terribly funny to listen to, but if you go listen to them live, it was funny when they said it. Yeah. I'm just butchering what they said. <laughs> Do you have to get that guess? I have no idea. Hold on. Ten seconds. Full disclosure, we are recording this in Eraser Records down here in Murray Hill, and some customers just came in. So Anderson's going to go talk to them, see what's going on. They walked in and then left. Maybe didn't like the selection you had. <laughs> See, this is the fun part because I don't do edit points, so that that's all staying. You don't edit any of it. No. That's kind of the, the thing. Is that part of the thing? That's part of the appeal, the charm. What are some of the? Give me like one of your like most fun, crazy band that's rock and roll rage stories. So we were in Macon, Georgia. You already had it ready. I knew you would. No, no. We were in Macon, Georgia. We played this show, and it was me and my friend Ian, and uh, it was uh, we were playing as a two piece, and it was like upstairs in this kind of industrial thing. It was all brick facade. It looked really great. So we were hanging out. We played the show. Everybody leaves. It's eleven thirty. Still pretty early. And uh, he and I were like, fuck it, we're just going to get drunk. So we start breaking windows and like oh, shit. thrashing shit um, for about a good 30 minutes. Which So it's thrashing shit is much like fighting. After about a minute and a half, you're like, damn, is no one going to... Okay. So it gets just kind of be like kind of sad. You know, like we were spray painting the wall. Yeah. So we did it for like 30 minutes. And then we realize there's somebody else in the other room. Oh, so we God. walk over and we knock on this door and this kid opens up. He said, hey, what's up? You guys set was great. Said, okay, well, I didn't even know you were here. And we go in there and they're doing some powder. So we're doing some powder with them. They're like, yeah, like we're going to we're, we're hanging out all night. Um, so we try our best to not let them like go into the main room. Cause it was just like destroyed. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that we threw shit all over, and um, they seemed very cool with it. But I think we got away with one because we 100% like, were just throwing bricks. and Well, not a brick. It was There was a cement block that was put down in front of the kick drum because yeah. kick drums move a lot. And there was a, <laughs> but, we, uh, but, yeah, it was, it was kind of destroyed, and they were really nice, and we hung out to about – like five in the morning yeah. and then i decided we're gonna drive home back to valdosta which is about a three-hour drive there you go and as i drove home that's the f- the one and only time that i almost fell asleep and it was that thing i woke up and the car was like veering onto the shoulder oh god and i stopped about an hour away from home and yeah. at six o'clock in the morning I called my dad and said hey look i'm not gonna be at work um we're going to stay here because he knew we were going to play a show. Yeah. But I definitely wasn't going to drive back, but we mostly did. And yeah, <laughs> it the the whole like sleepy driving is worse than kind of drunk driving thing yeah. in that at that point was kind of true because it was. Yeah, that would have been bad. It was is it, like when you wake up and you're, <laughs> yeah. you're like, I was driving. Drive the wheel. What, what happened? Talk about making real life decisions and real world consequences. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that, but I don't have a ton of most of the shows I played. Um, it was I told you there was I we have uh, covers over the microphones we're talking to right now. Yeah. But I had one because I got some dude fucking pushed a mic into my mouth and it cracked my tooth. Yeah. So now you have a chipped tooth because of it. Yeah. And I I had put these uh like microphone condoms on but they're great like, yeah they're, they they're like i don't know foam ish yeah they're just a little foam yeah. to stop the, but it works great it, from popping well it does but you don't have a like, you don't have a proper like you know you normally in a studio you'd you have, have a the, sneeze guard yeah. yeah yeah it's like a like a spit guard yeah pee popper yeah <laughs> but you don't have that here but these are good for like no, cold- we're doing this mobile man we did this on the road came well, to you 
Well, that yeah, yeah, I guess technically yes, you did it on the road. You came to me. We're in Eraser Records. <laughs> um, this was fun. We got to do this again. Yeah, we can. We should. We got to get into our um, disagreements about comedy stylings. So we didn't. We didn't do that this no, time. We didn't. But we will next time. We'll have you back on. Okay. Because um, Anderson and I have different perspectives on things. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Not really different perspectives. I'm just a very pretentious asshole when it Not. comes to comedy. Sometimes, There's disagreements. Sometimes you bring up an idea and I go, no, lowbrow. Before you even get the idea out, and you're just like, what the fuck does that even so mean? So we talked about a concept one time. <laughs> one time. And I said, "Hey, this is my uh, this is my thought process on this." But yeah, but it's not my bit. I'm not up there on stage with no distortion. I'm holding a fucking microphone in my mouth. Yeah, we'll get into it next time. Okay, I would never, never again do a stand up. <laughs> Couldn't do it. You've came. You've been to a couple of my shows. No, I I've been to them. No, I'm no, saying- no. But I was gonna make the joke that when you came to the show, it was basically. You were as drunk, if not drunker, than when you had performed that time. Yeah, it, but because I got time stage, was not that great. I got off stage and you said, "I can't remember anything you said, but I remember laughing, so that's good." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I say a lot of things that are not great. <laughs> no, that was sweet. As long as you laugh, that's all I care about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where can everybody uh, find um, all the stuff for the shop? Um, the best place to find it. Um, would be to not find it. No, <laughs> it's fine. Um, we're on Edgewood. No, but I meant like all your social medias is all Eraser Records, at Eraser Records. I think so. I don't all right. know. Cool. The, yeah, it's it's fucking colder than a polar bear's toenails. Oh yeah, you turned your heater off. Yeah, well the the bourbon's working. Yeah, <laughs> this is the first time I'd been in like a like shady liquor store in three years since I got sober. Yeah. What. Well, also, for whoever's listening, I didn't tell him to go. I know. I offered to go. Yeah. Because you said you wanted to drink whiskey on the podcast, and I got here, and you had no I whiskey. told him that at, like, whatever day that I had to be at work, and I was almost blackout before I got to work. <laughs> you then, texted me at 7 in the morning, and I yeah. go, there's no way he's waking up texting me. Like, he nah. hasn't gone to bed yet. Yeah. It's more <laughs> or less not waking up. And then he texts, and then we see each other two days later at work. He's like, we good for Friday? And it's Friday now. He texts me at, what, 1130? So yeah. I'll be there an hour. I said, fuck, really? I don't remember. Yeah, you yeah. didn't text me back for a while. And then you just texted, sure. Yeah, I'm not great at texting. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I hope he knows I'm coming. I know the shop's open, so I'm going to be It's there. fine. It's fine. It's, it's yeah, I'll take a microphone to the dome. We'll talk about it. Yeah. I'm not going to shy. At this point, I'm not shying away for anything. I'm not trying to defend anything. No, I know. Here this, it is. This is fun, man. Um, <laughs> again, Eraser Records, at Eraser Records on all social media. Come check it out at Murray Hill off of Edgewood. Uh, Brennan T. Comedy on all social media, brennantcomedy.com. Thank you so much, everybody, and we'll talk to you again next week.